On his final full day in office as president, Donald Trump left behind a felicitous gift, a present, if you will, for his political enemies. The truth about the Russia hoax. In one of his last official acts, Trump declassified and made public a foot-tall binder of secret FBI documents that had been sedulously hidden from the American public. It is a treasure trove of damning evidence corroborating how Hillary Clinton invented the collusion lie and commissioned Christopher Steele to circulate the false accusations to damage Trump. It was the dirtiest political trick in American history, and the FBI knew it all along. They chose to exploit the lie to drive Donald Trump from office. In this podcast, I'll describe in detail the incriminating evidence buried in these newly released documents, the breathtaking level of corruption and abuse of power will leave you stunned and angry. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times best-selling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, and welcome to The Brief. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. I met Mike Lindell. He fit me for my very own my pillow, and I haven't stopped raving about it since then. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a my pillow or know somebody who doesn't, now is the time because there's a limited time that Mike is offering his premium my pillows. Yes, the one that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow regularly $69.98 for only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square. There, you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all of the MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and MyPillow Towel Sets. Or call 800-605-8765. And use promo code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Where to begin? There are so many shocking revelations in these long-classified FBI documents. It's no wonder that James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, and so many other malevolent actors at the FBI never wanted you to see them. And the current FBI director, you need to know this, Christopher Wray, fought like hell to prevent their release and cover it all up. That's what he's done ever since he took over from James Comey at the FBI. But Donald Trump would have none of it. As he was about to depart the White House, Trump essentially told Ray and the FBI to stuff it. You're no longer going to be able to deceive Americans about how your agency politicized law enforcement and weaponized your investigative powers 
to destroy a presidency. Those people I just named, in my judgment, should all be behind bars. And others, they were the ones who colluded to spread knowingly false allegations that Trump was a traitor who conspired with the Russians to steal the 2016 election from Hillary Clinton. I wrote two books about this, The Russia Hoax and Witch Hunt. I argued and presented the evidence that it was Hillary who conjured up the wild fiction that Donald Trump was a Russian asset. It was Hillary who funded the phony dossier composed by the nefarious Christopher Steele. It was Hillary who saw to it that Steele fed the information to the FBI so it could spy on Trump's campaign and launch its pernicious investigation. And it was Hillary, through her minions and surrogates, who made sure that the lie was leaked to the gullible Trump-hating media who gleefully reported time and again rumors as facts without ever bothering to investigate the true facts themselves. These new documents leave no doubt whatsoever that Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump, should have been criminally investigated. She invented a lie, promoted the lie, and spoon-fed that lie to the FBI to trigger a baseless investigation of her opponent, Donald Trump. That's called defrauding the government. And she did it with the help of others. So that's called conspiracy to defraud the government. It's a serious set of crimes. Numerous documents directly implicate Hillary as the one who concocted the Russia hoax. Let's step back for just a moment. Three months ago, the first set of declassified intelligence documents were made public. They showed that on July 6, 2016, the then-Democratic presidential candidate personally approved a plan by one of her advisors to vilify Trump with false accusations that he was colluding with Russia. And she did it, according to the intelligence documents, to distract from her own damaging email scandal. While it may have been her advisor who formalized the plot, make no mistake about it, the genesis of the smear came from Hillary herself. As I noted in Chapter 2 of my book, Witch Hunt, Hillary had spent months during the 2000 election year peppering her campaign speeches with the venomous and false accusations that Trump was a Kremlin agent and a, quote, puppet of Putin. Those were her words. She repeated it ad nauseum, and the more she said it, the louder the crowd would roar with approval. Not a shred of plausible evidence, mind you. It was a shameless lie drawn from the insidious depths of Hillary's fictive imagination. It was magnificently devious and classic Clinton. Hillary mastered the art of the smear. But her lies didn't stop there. Through a conduit, a nefarious opposition research firm called Fusion GPS and its smug founder, Glenn Simpson, Hillary's campaign hired an ex-British spy, Christopher Steele. 
Steele composed the anti-Trump dossier of nothing more than rumors and speculation derived from a suspected Russian spy. That's right, a suspected Russian spy. In other words, Russian disinformation. These fabricated stories were then fed to James Comey's FBI and the liberal media, both of whom went after Trump with a vengeance. And the result was the greatest mass delusion in American political history. In short, it was Hillary who invented, financed, and disseminated the collusion hoax. Declassified documents show that the CIA caught on to Hillary Clinton's machinations. The evidence of her depraved scheme was both credible and persuasive, so much so that then-CIA Director John Brennan rushed over to the White House on July 28, 2016, two days after Hillary approved the plan to notify President Obama. Think about that. And the Russians knew all about it. They were perhaps helping Hillary. Did Brennan or Obama do the right thing by exposing the truth? Of course not. That would have been the honest thing to do. It would have ended Hillary's presidential aspirations. So, instead, they intentionally allowed the lie to fester and grow. Even though the media embraced the collusion lie, it failed to stop Trump from becoming president. So, undeterred, the FBI under James Comey continued to exploit Hillary's lie to destroy Donald Trump once in office. It's truly reprehensible that the CIA, the FBI, and Barack Obama all concealed this vital information over the last four tumultuous years. The truth would have dramatically altered Donald Trump's presidency. It would have spared Americans from a rancorous national nightmare, and certainly it would have saved taxpayers $30 million in the misbegotten Robert Mueller special counsel investigation that in the end concluded there was no collusion conspiracy. Think of all the times that you heard John Brennan on MSNBC accuse Trump of collusion over and over again. And Every single time Brennan said it, he knew he was telling a lie. He told Obama in the Oval Office that Hillary had simply made it all up. Yet Brennan told the American people on television the exact opposite, that Trump had colluded with Russia. It's too bad that lying on television is not a felony. Brennan would be doing a dime stretch in a federal penitentiary somewhere. As a paid commentator for MSNBC, Brennan constantly stoked the odious narrative that Trump was a traitor. That's right. He even accused Trump of treason. If you've concluded that John Brennan is a despicable character, you won't get any argument from me. Back now to the declassified documents and what they tell us. Those that were released as Trump left the White House for the last time corroborate how Hillary Clinton was instrumental in inventing the collusion lie and propagating it. The evidence removes any doubt about how immoral, conniving, deceitful, and 
unscrupulous Hillary is, her maliciousness knows no bounds. Because of her, Trump was the victim of a contemptible hoax. He became the innocent target of a baseless and exhaustive witch hunt. But what is most remarkable about these newly declassified documents, just days ago released, is the confession by Hillary's co-conspirator, Christopher Steele. Without anyone knowing it, FBI agents interrogated Steele back in September of 2017. That's just four months after Robert Mueller began his investigation as special counsel of Donald Trump. In that interview with the FBI, Steele readily admitted that he and his partner, Christopher Burroughs, leaked the Trump-Russia collusion story during the height of the 2016 election to help Hillary Clinton because that's what the client wanted. Here's the relevant passage from the FBI report, reciting what Steele said to the FBI, quote, They, meaning Burroughs and Steele, followed what their client, Hillary, wanted, and they spoke to the press. Steele's confession is stunning on another level. He offered several motives for spreading the collusion tale. First, he thought it would neutralize or damage Trump's campaign for the White House. Second, Steele said he knew it would divert attention away from Hillary's polarizing email scandal. And third, Steele, as a British citizen, feared that if Donald Trump became president, it would, quote, negatively impact the historical U.S.-U.K. special relationship. That's what Steele told the FBI. That quote is straight out of the declassified FBI interview of Christopher Steele. It runs about 26 pages in length. Investigative reporter John Solomon, who first broke this information on his website, Just the News, talked about it with Sean Hannity on Fox News. The most important of all the documents is what I call the the September 2017 confessional. A year after he was uh, fired, terminated by the FBI, Christopher Steele sat back down by the agents and he described his motives, his tactics, what he did. And there are some bombshell revelations. First off, his motive for going to the news media and creating the false Russia collusion narrative during the 2016 election was because the email scandal had come and reared its head again against Hillary Clinton. He was concerned it was going to hurt Hillary Clinton's chances. So he put the Russia story out there to help kind of distract from her, uh, from her scandal. Secondly, he admits that another one of his motives was that he considered Donald Trump to be his main opponent. He considered Donald Trump to be bad for Great Britain, for the U.S.-U.K. relationship. So that's another reason he leaked. Now, let's think about that. He's a foreigner interfering in our election by leaking information to help Hillary Clinton and to help Great Britain. That's what he admitted to in this interview with the FBI. Third, he divulges where he got his subsource, the famous subsource, the primary subsource, as the FBI called them. This is the person that gave him most of the bad garbage that was ultimately discredited by the FBI, proven, disproven. Uh, he got that a relationship with that subsource from none other than Fiona Hill, the former National Security Counsel for Donald Trump, who became an impeachment witness against Trump in 2019. Why is that significant? Well, beyond the interesting connections, by the time Fiona Hill 
turned over this subsource to Christopher Steele. The FBI was already investigating the subsource as a possible Russian asset. In fact, they were trying to get a FISA warrant on him when he fled the country and they dropped the effort. So Fiona Hill, someone who worked for the Trump NSC, gave Christopher Steele a bad source that the FBI ultimately feared was a Russian asset. Christopher Steele's subsource, the person whom he gathered nearly all of the phony stories contained in his dossier, has been identified as a Russian national by the name of Igor Denchenko. The FBI concealed his identity for three and a half years, but here's the truly amazing part. A mere four days after Donald Trump was inaugurated in January of 2017, FBI agents interviewed Denchenko during three successive sessions, apparently in exchange for immunity from prosecution. That interview has also been declassified and made public. You should read it. In a 56-page report, the FBI confirmed that nearly all of the accusations against Trump that Danchenko supplied to Steele and inserted in his dossier were false and fictive. So, the FBI knew the same week that Donald Trump became president that the collusion story in the dossier was a complete lie. Yet James Comey's FBI kept this information carefully hidden. Instead of revealing the truth and ending the FBI investigation of Trump, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok escalated the case. And once Comey was fired in May of 2017, he stole government documents and leaked them to the media for the purpose of triggering the 22-month-long probe by his longtime friend and mentor, special counsel Bob Mueller. Here's where the money comes in, supplied by Hillary's campaign. Christopher Steele paid Danchenko to dig up dirt on Trump. FBI documents show Danchenko seemed absolutely desperate for money. He told FBI agents that he felt like he had to report something back to Steele to justify the monthly salary he was receiving. So, he trafficked in gossip to keep the paychecks coming. Read the transcript of Danchenko's interview with the FBI. It becomes clear that facts and truth were utterly irrelevant. Money was the primary. Danchenko told the FBI he spoke with people that he knew in Russia and others he described as, well, random associates. Some were barroom buddies with whom he would, quote, drink heavily. They traded fairy tales about Trump, quote, conversations with friends over beers. Some of it was said in jest. Think about that. Said in jest. Some joke. It was nothing more than prattle and drivel. A guy told a guy who told me that somebody connected to Trump might have done thus and such. You get the picture. It wasn't reliable intelligence. It was scandalous junk derived from, quote, speculation and open secrets. That's directly from the declassified documents. Danchenko insisted that he cautioned Steele that his information was just, quote, rumor and speculation, and he had not been able to confirm the story. So what did Steele do? 
he misstated or exaggerated the hearsay that he was given by Danchenko, according to the FBI. And then Steele put the inflated hearsay stories in his dossier. After all, he was getting paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign to dig up dirt on Trump to damage it. So, you know, why not furnish a pack of lies? Hillary would love that. Which brings us to the infamous Fiona Hill, as John Solomon mentioned. You'll find her name, Fiona Hill, prominently identified in these new documents that Trump declassified and released on his final day in office. Here's the relevant part. Quote, The primary subsource, meaning Danchenko, was introduced to Steele by Fiona Hill. Steele explained that Fiona Hill now worked for the National Security Council. Hill has a very high opinion of the primary subsource, Danchenko. Steele said Fiona Hill knows that the primary subsource was involved in the dossier. End of quote. So, there you have it. Fiona Hill a star witness who testified against Donald Trump during her impeachment is the very same person who, according to the FBI report, played an instrumental role in the creation of the Russia hoax. Funny that she didn't mention that tidbit of information during her testimony on Capitol Hill when she was trashing Donald Trump. Must have just sort of slipped her mind. It turns out that Fiona Hill and Igor Danchenko, who was previously under investigation by the FBI as a possible Russian spy, were pals, best buds, when they worked together for the Washington, D.C. liberal think tank, the Brookings Institution. Gee, what a surprise there. Of course, the liberal mainstream media was more than happy to appropriate the Steele-Danchenko garbage contained in the dossier. The New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, and MSNBC all treated the dossier as gospel without ever attempting to confirm the accuracy or veracity of any of the ludicrous allegations contained therein. They insisted the dossier is true, and they used it to level breathless attacks again and again on Donald Trump for the better part of three long years. Now, it should have been obvious to any responsible journalist that these crazy stories about Trump in the dossier were cobbled together by somebody with a strong motive to smear Trump. Anyone with half a brain who actually read the dossier when BuzzFeed published it 10 days before Trump took office, knew immediately that this is a work of fiction. It read like a trashy spy novel written by a wannabe author bereft of talent. It was truly laughable. In my 2018 book, The Russia Hoax, I wondered how anybody with an ounce of intelligence could take it seriously. On its face, the dossier was a preposterous collection of rumors, innuendos, supposition, and wild speculation. Part of it contained demonstrably false statements. There was not one bit of direct evidence in it. 
It was based solely on multiple hearsay accounts from inherently unreliable sources in Russia. Russia, experts in lies and disinformation. And the FBI knew all of this, but they continued to insist that Christopher Steele is reliable, the dossier is credible. They said that to the FISA court under oath, even in the face of incontrovertible evidence to the contrary. Never mind that the FBI actually fired Christopher Steele as a source because they found out he'd been lying. Among the other recently declassified documents made public a few days ago, you'll find the account of a frontline FBI agent who was intimately involved in the Bureau's investigation of Trump early on. This agent eventually testified behind closed doors before the Senate Judiciary Committee just last September. But he knew way back in the fall of 2016, that what Christopher Steele was peddling to the FBI and to the media, paid for by Hillary Clinton, was phony. He complained to his superiors. He pleaded with FBI brass to undertake what's called an enhanced validation review of Steele's credibility. So what happened? Well, take a guess. The agent was promptly shut down and essentially told to get lost. Who gave those orders? Who do you think? Peter Strzok, who was eventually fired from the FBI for his anti-Trump text messages with his lover, FBI lawyer Lisa Page. There is other damning evidence of FBI misconduct and abuse of power contained in these new declassified documents. For example, the notorious Stefan Halper was tasked to spy on the Trump campaign by recording conversations with Trump associates. That puts a lie to James Comey's repeated claims that there was no spying involved. And there's also evidence that the FBI actually gave sensitive information to Christopher Steele, even though the CIA warned that Steele was compromised by Russians. Finally, the documents reveal that way back in 2014, the FBI learned that a foreign country might try to help Hillary Clinton get elected by funneling cash. What did James Comey do? He refused to act on a FISA warrant application on Clinton's campaign, and instead... He had the FBI give Hillary a defensive briefing to alert her to the potential plot. Of course, as we all know, the FBI treated Donald Trump differently. They sought a FISA warrant to spy and offered no defensive briefing to Trump. Comey's FBI then exploited the knowingly false accusations invented by Hillary as a pretext to continue the investigation of Trump. Given all of this, you would think that Hillary Clinton would keep her mouth shut. That's what a sane person would do, after all. But no. Hillary, the serial fabulist, is still trying to peddle Trump-Russian conspiracies. And the latest came during an interview just the other day 
with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that aired on her podcast. Take a listen to this. I hope historically we will find out who he's beholden to, who pulls his strings. Uh, I would love to see his phone records to see whether he was talking to Putin the day that uh, the insurgents uh, invaded our capital. Hillary then suggested yet another investigation of Trump in what she called a 9-11 type commission. And her buddy Nancy was all in. Pelosi stated, All roads lead to Putin when it comes to Donald Trump. Wonderful, brilliant, another Trump-Russia investigation. Remember that the House investigated, the Senate investigated, special counsel Bob Mueller investigated. As journalist Byron York observed, none of them found what Hillary wanted them to find. So now Hillary wants a do-over. The embittered Clinton still can't seem to grasp that she lost the presidency four years ago. She's in denial. She's delusional. It must absolutely grate on her that Joe Biden succeeded where she so spectacularly failed. Fortunately, even dedicated members of the left are now sick and tired of Hillary and her Trump-Russia fanatical obsession. Many of them lashed out at Hillary. One progressive commentator wrote in response to Clinton, What if I told you not everything is about Russia? Sadly, those words are wasted on Hillary. She'll never give up the ghost of collusion. After all, she invented it. In her last breath, Hillary will be muttering, Russia, Russia, Russia. For all the others who intentionally manipulated false evidence to propagate the Russia hoax, a reckoning awaits. U.S. Attorney John Durham is now Special Counsel John Durham. As a result, he cannot be fired by President Joe Biden. These newly declassified documents constitute just a sliver of the incriminating evidence of wrongdoing that Durham has been meticulously gathering. Are criminal indictments forthcoming? Well, if there's any justice in the world, there will be. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.